I'm Simona and uh, I am a writer. I'm a wellness and personal development writer. I am currently in Spain, but I was born in Czech Republic and I actually lived in Sweden for more than 25 years. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewanfo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. So it's been quite a journey. My family is in Sweden at the moment. And about four, four and a half years ago, I started a career journey, a new one, that is my writing. Uh, so I kind of jumped in and I moved to Spain. And at the same time, I decided. All right. So thank you so much for that. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about your your background, your childhood? Okay, I know you already talked about your background, but I'm interested in where you grew up. Uh, we are interested in just your story, kind of mm. a, um, a backstory. So tell me your adolescent. Where did you grow up? Tell me where were you born? You know, something like that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I was born in Prague in Czech Republic and I lived there for seven years. So sometimes I feel like I've had two lives uh, because even after I moved to Sweden with my mother, uh, because she remarried, um, I still went a lot back to Czech Republic. So up until I was like 20 years old, I used to spend a lot of time with family, you know, relatives. Um, I was a lot in Prague and also on the countryside. Um, so I had a really good childhood, lots of family. Uh, it was really great. And then we moved to Sweden. Um, I got into the language pretty quickly. Um, so that was good. That was a change, obviously, for a seven-year-old. Um, and yeah, uh, so I was there for about 25 years. Worked actually in the hospitality industry for about 12 years, uh, which was a lot of fun. I got to deal with a lot of people and I love the service part of it, right? So. I've always loved people, um, but it was also quite stressful, you know, working long shifts and stuff like that, you know, 12 hours a day sometimes, uh, coming home four in the morning. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about that. And I went to Canada, actually, before I came to Spain um, to kind of change my life around. I wanted something different. I wanted to quit the hospitality industry. Um, to experience a different culture. I started writing already when I was about 13 years old. Um, and for me, it was always a form of expression. So I started writing a little bit of poetry, stories, um, writing down my emotions. And I always did it a little bit on the side. You know, it was always very intuitive for me. Um, so... I would just write whatever would come to me. I still get that today, you know, flashes of inspiration. Um, I have my notebook everywhere. You should see, like, I have so many notebooks. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I actually just really went inwards and kind of asked myself, like, what is it that I want to do with my life? Because I was not sure when I came back from Canada um, what exactly my path was. So I took a couple of months and I decided, I just felt that I wanted to do writing for a living. 
um, which is something that I had never thought about before. And I went for it. You know, I, st- I joined groups uh, on social media. I just started reaching out to people and basically just went, went in with my intuition and the belief that, you know, I'm, I'm good at this. I can do it. Um, it's not been an easy journey, but it's, uh, I mean, I'm here and I'm still doing it. So that's how I got into the writing. After you came back from Canada, that is where you actually dive into writing, right? Mm-hmm. All right. right. But is this, is it, is it your major, uh, are you majored in writing or is it something that you have to learn along the way? Can you share anything about that? Absolutely. So I, I never, I mean, I never really studied university, so I just always really liked it. Um, I think it's been a lot of practice, even though I felt that I was already good at it because it came natural to me. I also realized how many talented writers there are out there, you know, people who have education, people who have been studying journalism and, you know, just the competition uh, is pretty, pretty big. So I can honestly say that I have been rejected a lot as well. And I've had to learn a lot along the way and to take that rejection as feedback and a way for me to move forward um so I've been basically practicing you know whenever somebody has told me like this is not good I don't like your quality I've had to turn that around and see what I can do how can I become better at writing um so that my clients are happy obviously and that's that's what I've done that's interesting. Mm. Oh, and of course, the rejection is just part of it. If you have never been rejected, it means you have never done anything at all. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, J.K. Rowling, she has been rejected a number of times. I think up to like 12 times after she had written the book, uh, the series, uh, before she finally got uh, someone to publish her. So if you are if you are being rejected, it means that you are doing something. Exactly. So <laughs> I know. And I love her story, you know, because I mean look at her now. Harry Potter is still really big. Absolutely, absolutely. Are you are you a lover of uh, reading? Do you read a lot? Do you read a lot when you were younger or do you read a lot now? Is reading something that you love doing? Hmm. Uh, this is interesting because I was never a big reader, to be honest. Um, I did not read a lot growing up for some reason. Um, but recently, the past few years, I would say that I have been reading more. It's been mainly nonfiction. I've read some fiction books as well, um, but it's been mainly nonfiction. And I can really say that it's helped me evolve my language. Um, so the vocabulary, you know, uh, that has really helped me in that sense, but a huge reader, you know, they say that authors and writers, that they are always big readers and I can't relate to that. I'm a very curious person. So as I mentioned, I read a lot of nonfiction. Like I am so curious about so many things, um, which leads me to wanting to read. All right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Hey, yeah I, I've heard that too, that the author, uh, avid reader, uh, even though I'm a writer myself, um, I don't, uh, I read, but not like I'm not an avid reader as it were. So mm-hmm. uh, say maybe I think that's a couple of years ago. I, I just wanted to give myself the challenge that 
I think I was going to read, uh, uh, I don't know, how many books I said I was going to read in a month? Something like uh, two or three, four books, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was because I said it as a challenge for myself. Otherwise, I don't usually read a lot like that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's okay. It's fine. It's interesting. It's and interesting. How, so how did that go? I have to ask. Did you do the, Did you complete the challenge? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Actually, I completed the challenge. Yeah, I completed the challenge. But of course, I wasn't really reading it in a physical version because I, I was doing a work at a time that gave me a lot of time, free time. Mm-hmm. And so while I was doing the work, I was having time to read, uh, to listen to the audio book. So yeah, uh, some of them were actually up to like four hours, uh, seven hours, eight hours sometime. Uh, yeah, I, I I did it. I did. <laughs> and wow. I really enjoyed it because, of course, I was as I was going through, I was putting down something I was learning. And, of course, I chose the book I wanted to read uh, because I, I wasn't just taking any book. It was a book related to what I was doing. I, want, I wanted to learn. And, of course, I wanted to learn through, through books. So that is why I took the challenge for myself. And, mm. yeah, it really did help me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now uh, another curiosity that I actually have now is um how do you approach your writing? This one this is uh, important for me. Mhm. So it's it's interesting. It's kind of in two parts. Um so I'll start with when I work with clients for example and I help them with their content. I approach that more from a mental space. So a lot of times I do a lot of research um so it's very up here right it's very mental it's uh, knowledge um i provide a lot of information a lot of facts um and i also try to mix it with a little bit of heart Uh, i do work with mainly companies that are in the wellness travel and personal growth industry so it's all of those are very close to my heart so it makes it a little easier to also implement some of my own heart my own passion into that but it's definitely more from an intellectual space and when i write my own writing for example you know when i write my blog posts or i journal or the book that i'm working on currently it's definitely more from a space within so it is more intuitive it is uh, from a place of more stillness a lot of inspiration that comes, you know, uh, wherever you, you know, wherever it comes from. Um, and yeah, so that is more in the body, I would say. It kind of flows, flows out. So I approach my writing in two different ways. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm, absolutely. I think uh, this is a big one because there is, I feel like there's research and research. I research, for example, obviously I Google, but I also go a lot into books and I listen to a lot of content. So a lot of podcasts. So when I do research, I want to provide something that you necessarily won't find by just Googling a sentence on the first page, you know? Um, And I feel that the more I research, because when I do research, it, the inspiration from the research is more fluid. So I do my research, for example, let's say I'm writing about depression. So I will research about depression. I will go into scientific studies. I would go into blogs. I will listen to podcasts. So my research is pretty big. It's not usually just an hour or two. 
um, but it's several hours. And as I do that, I get a lot of inspiration uh, from the research, actually. So I write down when the inspiration comes as I'm researching, and then I go back to what I've written. I always write everything down because otherwise I forget. And I put the, the pieces together and then I create an article or a blog post or whatever it is that I'm currently working on. I'm looking for information that's not necessarily just from one angle, from one approach, but I like to mix them together. So for example, when I have gathered research that is from pers like someone's personal experience or, and I add to that some scientific research and I feel that I have different pieces um, so that it makes it more interesting. Then I feel that, okay, uh, I am done. I have enough of information. It's usually when there is a lot of information that I've gathered, um, I have to sometimes tell myself to stop because otherwise you could just go on and on and you can kind of get lost in the research and never actually do the content creation itself and the writing. So sometimes you have to put that limit, you know, and say, okay, now I have a good amount. I've been here for a few hours and just stop and take what you have, uh, which is what I do. And I put that together. I have the material. I know what it's about. And now I basically just start writing. So I'm at my computer. I try to split it right from the beginning uh, with headings. So like you have the headline and then different headings. And now I have to make it flow, right? So I write an intro about the topic itself. I know because I have the he headline, so I know which direction I'm going, right? Which is also the basis of the research. Um, you have to kind of know what you're looking for because otherwise I think it's even easier to get lost um in the research and just kind of be all over the place so that is very important the headline and knowing what you're searching for and that will also help form the content itself um, so i start writing i have my material i've already put down my notes which helped me a lot so i know kind of what i'm going after um, the notes that i have been taking while i've been researching that helps me then when I have to put it down on paper and kind of navigate through the flows. So I know that, okay, this is the piece and the research that I want to put into the article. And here is another piece. And then I kind of go between the research and the, um, the notes that I have. Um, and I also give myself some space to elaborate. Um, so it's not only what I found, I don't just copy and paste, which I think is a very important uh, thing to keep in mind. You know, we don't want anything that looks exactly like an article or content on another website because it's supposed to be unique, you know. Um, so I give myself a little bit of space to elaborate. I take my research, I start writing. Uh, I go, 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 and then I put in another subheading and I look at my notes again. I look at the research, I keep writing. And let's say I have approximately 2,000 words to write or 1,500 words to write. Um, I know when to stop. 
So I stop. I usually write a lot so I can go many times go over, um, which is where the editing comes in. I rarely send or publish anything the same day because there's just, there's just too much to do. You know, when you're in the flow and you have your research, it's easy to get lost in it. And then you're kind of writing too much or you're repeating yourself. So I leave it at least for a day and then I go back to it. I edit it. Um, it's done and I either publish or I send it to my clients. I mean, I love the research. Don't get me wrong. But when it flows, yes, I let myself do that a lot. And I put myself a lot of times in an environment when I can do that. So I know it's different for everyone. But for me, it's nature, for example. So if I sit by the ocean or by the sea, that really gets my writing going. So nature really contributes that to me. Or alternatively, I just take maybe an hour in silence. Um, and I'm just, you know, I'm kind of walking around and meditating, but not really closing my eyes. And that really gets the, the writing flowing. So I do that a lot. Uh, I wouldn't say every day at the moment. Uh, there's been times in my life where I've done that daily uh, i would say weekly now maybe two two three times per week um and that is the magical writing i think you know that's when you discover things that you were not expecting to find um it's it's a really beautiful practice so yes there are many emotions that i experience when i'm writing uh first of all it's a form of expression for me. Like I said, I've had that with me since I was very young. Um, so I feel that I get out a lot, you know, um, whether that's thoughts, emotions, because when we keep everything just in our thoughts or we're feeling things, we don't really know how much there is behind it. But I find that when we start writing, or at least this is the case for me, um, there is just so much expression there's just so much emotion and so many thoughts that I wasn't aware of before I actually started writing it um which is the flow again right you discover things you didn't know you would discover and then I feel very connected I feel very connected to myself um I am being present I am being present with myself with the inspiration um, with the energy around me. Um, it's just a very beautiful feeling uh, to be that connected. What does uh, writing fulfill for you? Like uh, you are in the flow, you are just expressing yourself, you are explaining yourself, just pouring yourself out. Mm -hmm. How does it make you feel as a writer? Of course, this might be uh, when you are writing for yourself now that you are free, you No, know, maybe when you are writing for a client that you, saw, you have set a guideline, you are going to follow. Uh, but now you are writing for yourself. You are really free. You are expressing yourself really deep in it. Tell me about that. That is interesting. Yes. Um, so when I'm in that flow and I'm expressing in this way, it's a very beautiful feeling. I feel, I would say most of all, I feel connected. Um, I feel connected to myself. I feel connected to the world around me. Um, I feel, you know, a deep connection to my emotions, I feel very present. 
which is um, not always, you know, easy to be in this world that's very noisy. And when I write and I think from, you just hear in the now, um, which is very, very uh, beautiful. And you also kind of feel, or I feel, a bit of stillness, um, just all those emotions that are, are joyful and calm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of how I feel when I'm in the flow. Mm-hmm. Is it like uh, maybe when uh, what some uh, writer describe as a kind of a, a therapy in that writing sort of help you to undergo this uh, therapy? Is, is, it, is it like that for you sometimes? So that you're not just satisfying other people that are going to read it, but you also satisfy yourself. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I would say more than anything that my writing, I mean, of course, I want to inspire, but I do it mainly out of selfish reasons because it does make me feel so good uh to be honest um absolutely i cannot tell you how much i have healed through writing um an incredible amount you know especially i found that when i've been facing a problem or a lot of emotions a lot of thoughts that haven't always been so so joyful you know and I'm trying to find a solution. I'm trying to find a way to heal. Writing has opened that door for me. And there have been many times where I've been writing and I've got onto paths that, you know, just uh, things that happened in my past. And I just started crying, you know. So I've been writing and crying, writing and crying. Um, so I do find it very therapeutic and I think it's very beneficial. Um, I would recommend it to anyone. I don't think that you have to be a writer in order to heal through writing or to write. I think you just have to have the willingness and give yourself the time and the curiosity to see where it takes you. Curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm curious. Um, (laughs) Why is it like that? that? Why does writing have this effect on the writer, uh, in this case, on you, why does it have that the possibility of able to influence you that much, uh, that up to the point that you want to even recommend it for other people to do? Ooh, that's a very good question. Hmm. Why? I'm not sure exactly why. Um, I think. I think maybe because. You give yourself room to just to just be um, to kind of express without without thinking. You know, um, you can just say and you can just be in that moment. That's what it feels like to me. I don't know exactly why that is, but. Um, I feel that when I do write and when you do write, you are free. You are free to just put it all out there, to go on your own journey with your writing, because I see it many times as a journey. So yeah, uh, that's what I would. That's what I would say. You see, uh, it have happened to me 
you when you are writing, you are under the influence of certain emotions, the, the, the feeling that are running through your head. And uh, now when somebody is reading that your work, the person who have never met you, you have never spoken to the person, begin to feel the same sensation that you were feeling when the person was when you were writing it. Uh, why is it like that? How does it work that way? <laughs> it's just a curiosity here of my uh, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, so I think it's, um, well, I would say that it's because we're all sensitive to each other's energies. I think that um, it's not only about what we say um, or what we do, but the energy behind it. So I strongly believe that if I put a lot of emotion, whether that's anger or whether that's joy or love or sadness into something that I write, um, that is a form of energy. And because we humans being are sensitive to each other's energies, uh, we will feel that. That's also the reason I think that we can sense when somebody's writing uh, a piece that is authentic uh, versus a piece that they just wrote for for the sake of it, you know, um, because we are more. What is the role of story in your writing? How do you use story or storytelling in your writing? If you have any effect, if you even use it at all. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, I definitely use story and in my personal writing, I use a lot of my own story. So I think that storytelling in general, right, it goes back to ancient times. We love stories. Uh, we love when someone is telling them. We love reading them. Um, I haven't necessarily been always strategic about storytelling, which I think can actually be beneficial for people um, if they want to write or go into the career of writing. Um, however, I do use my own story when I share uh, my own articles and my content on social media and in my blogs. And I feel that it gets a lot of good response because I think that people can relate more to stories. They can relate to you and they can relate more to your writing. That's what I think. Uh, now, before we talk about um, your research, how you do your research to get the, uh, the raw material that you will use to create the content. Uh, now, in this same way, could you explain to me, uh, at least to the listener also, how do you list your story into the writing, when do you know what to, what to put, what determine that particular choice? A good question. I think I've already chosen that um, years ago, actually, to use my story in my writing. Um, and then when it comes to what kind of story I want to share, I always go within. And if the inspiration doesn't strike, I always have already things in mind that I want to write about, that I want to talk about. Um, so if this feels the moment, for example, I feel strongly that I want to express something about self-love or I want to express something about 
my travels um, or my career journey, then I just go into it and I tell a story about it. Um, usually in the moment, sometimes I do prepare it a little beforehand, but I'm a big fan of writing in the moment, um, especially when it's my personal journey. Um, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of it. Uh, so you were saying before that um, yeah, you have not been strategic uh, in the use of uh, story or storytelling in your content writing. What, what do you mean by that? Can you expatiate a bit? Of course. So there, I mean, every storytelling, there is a structure to storytelling as well, right? There is, uh, there are ways to tell better stories so that people will read your stories. There are books out there. There are courses out there, for example, uh, depending on what you want to write about, um, whether that's fiction or nonfiction, it doesn't really matter. But when I say that I'm not strategic, that means that I don't really use a lot of tools that are out there, how to structure a story in particular. Because when I share my story, I just write it because I'm in that flow. And then I go back and obviously try to make sense of it. I would say if I am a little bit strategic, it's about the beginning and the flow of the story itself. But I don't necessarily go into too much technical, um, if that makes sense. But that being said, I do believe that there are great benefits in learning storytelling because like I said, I believe that everything is a story and I have taken a course before um, and I think it's a very interesting concept um, and it can be taught. So I think that anyone can learn storytelling. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, anyone can, yeah, 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 yeah. That's correct, that's correct. Um, have you like experimented to see um, maybe uh, your content where you added your personal story and content where maybe you didn't add or didn't add enough of your personal story, which one seemed to resonate better with your audience? Uh, I would say that. I would say that when I use story um, in my personal writing, I would definitely say that it resonates with people a lot more. Um Yes, that has been uh, definitely my experience. Um, if I don't, I will say the other part is when you use a lot of facts. I think people love to hear that and read about that. Um, but I have definitely seen a difference when I've been sharing my own because there's always somebody who can relate to your story, you know, even if it's just a little bit. I mean, we all have our own paths, but in the end, we have so much that connects us. And I think that's why people resonate more when i use storytelling in my own personal writing um yeah thank you so much for that simona all right now you didn't tell me the kind of content that you create is it like you write blog you also write books uh, you write uh, I, don't, I don't i don't remember um, you saying that you said it perhaps but i've forgotten it <laughs> no it's okay absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. So yes, I do a few different things. So what I mainly do uh, for companies, I work mainly with companies in the wellness and travel and health industries. Uh, and for them, I usually write blogs and I write articles. 
I do research and sometimes also write uh, content for entire websites and put my I bring my creative input a lot of times. So that is kind of what I do for clients and that aspect of my writing. And on the other side, I do write on LinkedIn a little bit. I started again to share my story again. Um, and I am working on my book that's been a long time coming uh, for sure. So that is what I do on the personal side uh, with that type of writing. Mm. All right. Thank you for that. Now yeah. let's talk about something more, um, okay, different from uh, the style of writing, mm -hmm. which is, uh, let's look at marketing, for example. H how do mm -hmm. you find clients um, for your writing, for your written work, or, or find clients that will pay you? Because uh, one of the things that we stress in this podcast is that we encourage people to not just to create content, but also to make money from the content they create so that they can, at the end of the day, build a business around it. So when we bring in guests like you, we try to uh, let you share your strategy with them so that they can learn and know that it is even possible to do that. So uh, now let's look at marketing, for example. Now you know how to create content and mm -hmm. you've been doing it for a number of years. But somebody might be wondering, but how do you find clients, somebody that will pay you? How do you, how do you embark on that? Yes. So uh, that's a very good question uh, and an important one as well. So for me, it's been uh, mainly via LinkedIn. Um, I've also had uh, some luck on Facebook. Well, luck. <laughs> I mean, I joined groups on Facebook that were, for example, I was looking for jobs in writing. So I started joining private groups that were still quite big where editors and uh, owners would actually post their um, ads, their ads for people they were looking for, writers or marketers, um, whatever it was. And those posts aren't necessarily visible anywhere else, which makes them really, really great. Um, one of the Facebook groups is actually called Binders Full of writing jobs um so that's where i got my first client i think that's a really good way um i know not everyone uses facebook anymore but uh, i still believe that facebook has uh, the power of bringing people together even in business and the second one as i mentioned that is through linkedin and i have personally been reaching out to people um, I cannot tell you how many, many private messages I have sent. Um, I find a post on LinkedIn. Let's say, okay, I'll explain the process. Let's say, for example, I am looking for a job as a content writer. So I would go to the search bar and in the search bar, I put in content writer. Um, I then click on search, but I don't go to jobs. Um, because I know a lot of times uh, the resume can get lost in, you know, in the system, like, like the technology, the AI, it filters out. Um, so it can be a little trickier. So I go into the search bar and I write content writer. And then I choose post and I choose, for example, published in the past week or in the past 24 hours. 
on the screen there, you will get posts that will mention content writing. Sometimes I have to be more specific, uh, wellness writer or content writer hiring, for example. You can play around with that. Um, and that way, I get to come in contact with people personally. So I get to come in contact with business owners, with editors, with marketers, uh, people that normally would probably not even see my resume or, you know, if I would just go via the regular job search function. Um, so that's definitely been my, my main source of getting clients and getting paid for my work. And with time, clients will find you, you know, um, which is also obviously a great way to get work, but I have never solely relied on that part. Um, I've always been very active in reaching out personally to people. Mm -hmm. I hope Thank that so. helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, it does, it does. Thank you for that. Uh, now, let, let me put another question like this. Um, can people actually make good money writing? Can you share maybe an example, if any, of how somebody could um, actually make money uh, writing? Yes, uh, absolutely. I think uh, there is great possibility uh, for people to make money writing. Um, I think from my experience, it's been a little more difficult with the content writing rather than copywriting, because I think that the copywriting, you also have the marketing part, which obviously the companies want, right? Um, if you can do a little bit of marketing, I mean, that's always good. I would recommend that to anyone, study that a little bit. And, um, but absolutely, there is money to be made. I think that in the beginning, I know that I started off making very, very little. So I didn't really know about the rates, what to charge. And unfortunately, there are many businesses out there that will, you know, let you write um, a piece of content that takes you hours and hours and barely pay you anything for it. Uh, that, I think that's been, that's been like uh, the downside of this whole field. And um, it's taken some time to navigate through. Uh, but I really believe that the more you expand on your writing, so I mean that, let's say you want to get into content writing, um, I would also recommend to try and get into copywriting, maybe uh, learn a little bit of marketing, you know, a little bit of SEO, uh, whatever it is that you are interested in. But I, I think that the more you can offer to your clients, to businesses, because you know, if you look at many job posts today, um, it's rare that you will see, okay, I need a, I need a content writer and that's it. It happens, but more of the times you will actually see companies looking for a content writer that also knows marketing, that also knows a little bit of design, that also knows a little bit of SEO. Um, this is how the, the industry kind of looks. So I would say that the better skills you have, because it's all about skills in the end, you know, and the results you can provide to your clients. Um, and the more you can do that and prove yourself valuable, 
um, the more you will get paid, obviously. And then also knowing your worth, you know, like um, actually charging an amount that, you know, that is good for you, that you can survive on. And in the beginning, it might not be much if you don't have any experience. And that's okay. Um, but with time, you can increase your rates because you, you've been doing this for some time and you've been really improving your skills and you know that you have a lot to offer. And even then, you will still come across a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of businesses that will want to pay you, you know, pennies for your work. And I understand that there are always times in our lives where we need the work. Um, I, I get that. I've been there many, many times, you know, just taking what I could get because this is, you know, I needed to eat. <laughs> I needed to survive. So I, you know, I empathize with that a lot. Um, it, of course, it depends on our situation. We can't always turn business down. Um, but as I said, the more we can craft our skills and prove our value, um, the more we can get paid. So absolutely, I believe that you can get paid in this industry. Thank you for that. Yeah, you can get paid. You can get paid. And, and like you said, uh, it's important to, to learn how to, uh, to hone on your skill because that is actually what earns you the money at the end of the day. Uh, that you need to be able to do the, but you also need to be able to do that. Because especially today, uh, in the world of content creation, a lot is changing, and the people that are creating content also need to change. We need to be very dynamic. <laughs> Absolutely. <All right. laughs> so, so, so you made mention of copywriting, and you also made mention of uh, content writing. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody might be wondering: Is there any difference between the two? What would you say to such an individual? Yes. So um, content writing is actually more of, um, let's say, blog posts uh, and articles. A lot of times, you know, there's SEO content writing. Um, so obviously, it, it doesn't only depend on your article, but a lot of companies, they do want you to have some SEO skills, uh, which means basically that you are more visible or they are more visible on Google. Uh, there is much more to it, but it's a good skill to have. And it's pretty easy to find information around it today. Um, so content writing, blog posts, you know, imagine um, travel, travel articles, imagine um, even wellness, you know, health. Uh, it's more, I would say, the storytelling we talked about before. Um, that goes a lot into content writing and, um, yeah, so that is that part. And when it comes to copywriting, because content writing, maybe you want, yes, maybe you have an end goal. Uh, maybe you do want someone to sign up for your course or, you know, you, you want to get more readers, uh, but it's not as much of related to sales you know the end goal isn't always to sell while copywriting is more sales focused um you have a mission to you know increase your sales increase customers um you always end with a call to action very important i would do that in my content writing as well but uh that's more if you think about like brands, let's say Adidas, 
wants you to do copywriting for them. So you would write a piece of content or a piece of copy for Adidas. Um, and the goal of that post or of that content would actually be to get the buyer, you know, the customer to buy. Um, so that is the main difference uh, between copywriting and content writing. Thank you so much for that. All mm. right. Now, talking of the business of content creation, uh, what do you say about starting a career from scratch uh, without experience, especially maybe uh, in later in life? Mm, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I started my my career at the age of 33. I have to think about my age now. <laughs> How old am I? <laughs> I often think that I'm younger than I am, you know. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, so I was 33. And um, it's very possible, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't have a university degree, for example, I didn't have any professional experience. And I, from what I've seen in my own life and what I've heard also stories, you know, people tell stories that if you have a vision and you are dedicated and you're ready to work uh, for that vision, for that goal, um, let's say in this case, it's a new career, um, I believe that you can make it happen. I believe that, um, not, I don't want to say anyone because we all live in different parts of the world and we all have different circumstances, but um, I am a big believer that most of us um, can make that happen. And there will be a lot of challenges, you know, there, there will be the rejection part, as I mentioned, you know, that's a time to, you're actually going to be faced with your ego a lot um, and not take it personally, which is very, very difficult sometimes. Um, you will have to constantly reach out to people. Like I mentioned, you know, um, you will have to find your unique, something unique about what you do. For example, let's say I got my first client because I have traveled a lot. So, mm -hmm. That is how I actually I got my client that I was with before COVID for a year because they wanted someone that had been traveling to that specific place. And I just said, I've been there. Uh, I can do this. And that is how I got it. It took me a few months, you know, it took me about five, six months before I got my first client. So it wasn't overnight, um, especially because. In the beginning, you don't really have samples to show. Um, but I just kept my eyes on the vision and I knew that this was what I wanted to do. And, you know, when you have something so clearly in front of you, you will make it happen, no matter what you hear from others, um, because that is also another part of it. Um, most people thought I was crazy. You know, what are you doing? You, you're starting <laughs> something from scratch. You know, you live here in a good country, Sweden. You, you have a job. You're making money. You know, um, but I knew that there was, you know, there was another path for me, and that also, that vision also keeps you on track. You know, when you get to, you're more able to shut out the noise. And that noise can be from the 
outside world people that you barely know. And a lot of times it's from the people around you. Um, because obviously they don't know, you know, you've decided to take a big jump in your career. Um, but it is possible. I mean, I've done it and I've, I can say this, I have almost my entire life struggled with self-worth. And I say that if I could do it and believe in myself enough that I could do it, then almost anyone can do it. Thank you for that, Sherry. I appreciate that, Simona. Yeah. All right. Now, in your writing, um, how much uh, do you use tool or what are the tool that you use that maybe influence you that you might recommend for a beginner's writer or beginner's content creators out there? Mm, good question. Um, I would say practice and write. Practice, practice. Um, learn, you know, maybe take take some course, start reading a little bit more. Like I said, like the reading of nonfiction for me has really helped me in my vocabulary. Um, but the main tool is you just need to write. You just need to put yourself out there and, you know, maybe find, you don't necessarily have to find your niche in the beginning, but you can maybe, you know, play around a little bit with the kind of in industry you would like to go into, you know, is it tech? Because the more interested you are in something, the greater chance there is uh, that you will succeed at it. And also you will want to do it for a longer period of time. You know, it will be a part of your fuel. So find something that you're interested in. And I think that Usually we have more than one interest, you know, we can be a little interested in technology and we can be interested in, I don't know, in the environment or we love animals or I don't know, whatever that is, you know, so explore that a little bit and see what kind of which field you will like. And sometimes you will get opportunities that are completely out of your field and if that happens, then I just say, you know, if you think that you can do it, say yes, you know, open. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I have been, you know, a little insecure. It's like, I've never done this before. But I always remember a quote from Richard Branson, um, who is huge, you know, with his virgin companies. And he said that if somebody asks you to do something, and you think that you can do it, but you've never done it before. I'm paraphrasing here, but um, just say yes and then learn how to do it. And with that, I don't mean that you necessarily jump into something that you know nothing about um, and you don't want to do. You know, it's just you kind of just go in there for the sake of it. That's that's not it. It's more that you think that this might be something you can learn you know that if you practice um you can learn this and you can deliver good work then go for it yes there will be many times especially in the beginning that you will spend hours and hours of not getting paid because you have to learn a new program or you have to learn seo or you have to study um language you know um but yeah um, just go for it. Be open. Mm -hmm. Say yes. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. I like that.
Thank you so much for, for the sharing. Now, how can people connect with you, those who have listened to you to this point now, and they want to connect with you to do business with you? Absolutely. You can always reach me uh, on LinkedIn. I am there almost every day. So under my name, Simona Rahmanova. And uh, you can also, on my LinkedIn page, you can find my, my email as well, um, which is getintouch.simona at gmail.com. Pretty, pretty simple. So if you want to get in touch with me, um, that is the main place to do it. All right. Fantastic. Uh, now, is there any other thing that you would like to add to the conversation to conclude it? Maybe something you wanted to see I didn't ask you? I just, uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for this opportunity, um, for for us speaking, having this conversation. Uh, it's been really great to share about writing, about what I do. And then I just, um, I just want to say that the greatest gift you can give yourself, you know, is go for something that you love. And, you know, whether that's writing um, or it's something else, um, there, there are a lot of possibilities. Um, there are a lot of doors that can open if you're, if you're willing and if you're curious enough, uh, if you put your ego aside a little bit sometimes, you know, and just go on this journey and are open to learn. I think that is the greatest gift you can give yourself. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe you. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ovehi. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Ovehi podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Ovehi everyone for Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.